0: Hey, this is OG King Kurt, your host of the OG Two Cents Podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you tuning in every Sunday. We truly appreciate it. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, like it, comment, share it. Um, also, we are available on all major streaming platforms. Uh, links will be in the description. Uh, you know, continue. Let's continue to stand up against any forms of social injustice and racism. And this episode is brought to you by Zenny Blocks. Make sure to armor your eyes with Zenny Blocks virtual clear blue blockers. It's important to protect your eyes from the harmful blue light from your digital screens so you'll have less eye strain and that makes for better sleep and performance. Check them out at zenny.comslash gaming or follow them at Zenny Gaming on Twitter and Instagram. This episode, episode 51 what's comp with my boy jelani mitchell aka 2k comp games he is the head coach for utah jazz gaming in the nba 2k league and he followed up this season uh with coach of the year um so without further ado uh jelani mitchell aka 2k comp games how you doing today
1: so what's, what's up kurt how you doing man thank you for having
0: me a guest. i'm good man i you know I I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you are one of the most influential uh, figures in the NBA 2K Pro Am uh, community. Uh, I just want every I just want everybody to hear your story and
1: how you got to where you are today. Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> Definitely, sure. It's pretty long though, so I'm not sure I can give you the full story. I give you bits and pieces. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, you know, from Brooklyn. Uh, it's, it's always uh, I'll say this right it's always when you tell the stories like do I start from, from young do I, or do I just start from when I got into 2k 2k like my life my life has been a lot you know what I mean it's been it's been enjoying it's been a movie in a way you know uh, just like I said coming from Brooklyn just all the struggles that you have to overcome and when I say struggles I don't mean like necessarily poor or anything I'm just talking about just being alert, just a whole bunch of things, just being thrown at you and you just have to be able to adapt to it, you know? So, um, like I said, kid from Brooklyn, uh, went to St. John's after college, uh, did some service basically through with AmeriCorps gave back, um, with some kids, uh, on East Harlem, those kids, they were heavy into video games. Um, they, they used to always watch those YouTube guys, uh, Pretty Boy Fredo, all those type of things, and they always used to be like, you know, I, oh, I, I could do that, I could do that. I tell them, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay on the game, I could do that, <laughs> and then, you know, they never believed me. So, um, you know, I just had to show them in a way, like, hey, I, I could do that. So, you know, I went out, I created my own platform um, on YouTube for the most part um created a twitter dwelt into the program community and what i saw was i saw a lane right and um i could say this i saw a lane where you know nobody was watching pro-am right on youtube nobody was pretty much it was only i think famous he was only doing he was doing the sports center so it was only famous on youtube there was no proam. nobody knew who slight work was I'm talking about regular people. No one knew so like, all they knew was park. All they knew was nobody knew who Swishy was. No 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 nobody knew Pro Am in general, right? So I figured, you know what? You know, we, we need to create an archive. Um, outside of the core group, no 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 one knew who I'll say MPBA, WR, people knew that play 2K, but I'm talking about globally. Right. So I'm like, we need we need to create an archive, right? We need to create something where these are gonna be archived and then in the future, five to ten years from now. When these teams are ready to um, come on to YouTube, they will be able to come on. And let's say uh, Ofab, he starts up his YouTube page, right? And it's just Slight Work program. And all the people that was watching Slight Work on my channel from all his past broadcasts in a way now goes over instantly. Oh, this is Slight Work. This is Slight Work, and they go on to that, right? So I, I kind of wanted to create like an entire archive for the, uh, the program scene. Um, some things happened throughout the way, um, I, I dwelled away from it, but, you know, it was really successful in its inception and, uh, it really helped to promote Prime in a way and it took, a, it took on.
0: Got you. Now what, like what 2k was it that you started to get heavily involved into the community?
1: Uh, I dwelled in, so at the end of 17, I would say, but, uh, like I got into like the park community a little bit, a little people don't really know. Um like 2K sixteen, actually. Uh 2K sixteen was one of my one of my favorite 2Ks, right? So I got in and I was playing Park, Pro Am. I had another channel, people probably don't know. Uh it probably had like three or four K subscribers. Um I, I was I was into that heavily. I won't say my gaming tag, so that was the fun part. You know what I mean? That was the super fun part. And then over time, um I got into Pro Am around the first was the road to the, road to the finals or whatever it is. You know, I could never qualify, but I always remember. Um, I used to watch uh Colt right worth in Stream, right. little things like that, and he used to always uh, HG those, those guys. They went super super hard, um, and you know that's kind of when I really really got into it. But I didn't really make 2K comp games until I think maybe the start of 18, if I'm not mistaken, like the very 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 start. Um because I wanted to showcase like, hey, you know, like, Twitch is cool, man. Um, Twitch is amazing, it's an amazing platform, but it's something about having archived vibes and archived area where people can go back and just watch those games, you know what I mean? And view it and see the growth of ProAm. And that's just really all I was trying to do and uh, put it out to a a larger audience. Because you know one thing with Twitch, right? You have a Twitch moment Maybe you know, you can vote it, you can, but it's just a moment, right? And in a month, that moment, new moment, new moment, new moment, new moment, new moment. We're in a constant state of that life anyway. So it's always a new moment. Um, but the YouTube platform for ProM is where something I saw where I can have this archive forever, you know, and we we can always go back, we can always see this from growth and we can always continue to build on it. Okay. Um so basically
0: the 2K comp, like every, like it's funny now that I think about it. I mean, I didn't even think about it at the time, but so 2K comp games is just literally just uh, a uh, uh, catalog of 2K comp
1: games. And then you just started going by that name. They, they gave me that name. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I did my thing. I did the um, the comp centers, I did those type of things. They just chose to give me the name comp. But it was literally just uh, a platform where I wanted to have something for people to go back, watch their games, watch their film, um, s- see the growth of program, And then when they came onto YouTube, they were supposed to take everything from my page in a way. Not everything, but my page now channels down, trickles down, trickles down, trickles down, trickles down. And that was just like the ultimate goal of how I started I mean, obviously, you know over time with, with uh, companies or anything, you know, the, the gold skewers, the gold, the gold thing, but uh, that was the main foundation of 2K comp games.
0: Now, got you. Now, comp, it seems uh, it seems like a long time ago when we were sit, uh, sitting on top of that rooftop right. uh, at Hotel Z, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. talking right. about making the league and, and things of that nature. Uh, share your story with how you became uh, the head coach uh, for
1: Utah Jazz games. Um, uh, that, that was uh, so it's bef- I can show that I can share that story, and then but let's uh let's just get before that since you talked talking about hotels, let's get before that, and then you go. So, you know, I started this show with um with my, my boy uh Black Frank White, who's the comedian ambassador of the NBA 2 K League. So, he had contacted me, and we both lived in. In the same um he'll probably tell the story way better than me but we both lived in the same city he's from queen down from brooklyn um so we started this show whatever whatever as time goes it was a great show back and forth it was like a base show kind of first shake we called it a playoff or first take so it's like a playoff parody and we we're doing it we we're doing it we we're doing it for i would say with no intention of getting into the 2k league i would say we were doing it for I don't want to say fun. Fun isn't like the, the, the best word because it's like oh, it's just a fun hobby. Yes, we're doing it for fun, but we're doing it to like help the league grow in a way, right? We're doing it in a way where we wanted we wanted more. We wanted hopefully somebody could see it and someone could be like, you know what, we should do this. Whether it's um they take whether it's they they bring us on or whether it is they just take our idea. It's just we wanted more talking points for the league in a way. Like, we wanted more fanfare around it. So um, I got up with him. Well, he contacted me. Um, we both had about the same idea, and we just got up to it. It was one of the craziest things ever. I, was, I don't think I've ever met someone from the internet like that. Uh, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> so that happened. Um, and I remember, so we're doing the show, whatever the case. And one day, we got a DM from uh, Brendan Donahue, the uh, mentioned director of the 2K League. And he was like, you know, I like what you guys are doing. So You know, it's just a DM. You know you know, I think, girl? People just DM you. You know, salute, whatever it is. You know, and I wouldn't say we didn't think much of it. We are like, oh, that's dope, man. You know, of course, you know BD. BD's an amazing guy. He co- connected with us and things like that. Um, I, I wouldn't say we didn't really push the envelope on him, right? But it just so happened within that same week, it's how funny how life works, within that same week, you invited us to the Barclays to uh, do an event, right? Um, it, it was something of your opening or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was uh, a quarterly uh, meeting with season ticket holders. That, that yeah. was like
1: our that was our
0: first NSGC
1: event, right? So, right. So you invited me to this event, and it just so happened as I'm walking in, I'm, I'm ahead. <laughs> Brandon Dottie, he was behind me, right? and i I just laugh at the circumstances so then uh we met i mean he knew our faces because you know he watched the show but we met and after the event we we had a conversation with him and he was like you know what like and in the conversation it was around first year but it was just around the league in general it wasn't even first year. he's like you know what um i'm gonna give you guys a shot right yeah one shot he says uh my people, you know, this that the third. It, you know, it's possible that uh your content may be, you know, a little pushing the envelope, a little, but let's try it. You get one shot. One shot. Um so you got the one shot through that uh meeting, which uh again I, I, I came through you in a way. You know we spoke for, but it just came into fruition. Cause the one thing people don't understand, um the DM stuff, the social media stuff, the internet stuff, it's, it's all new, right? It's all 2020-ish, the new millennium. But that when you meet somebody face-to-face, you know, um, that's when you have to leave a, a good impression. And that's when you have to make your mark. So from there, um, we went in, we did the show with the league. Uh, we signed on for the post-up, in a way. And the post-up, we had our own little segment, me and Frank. And... Um, Uh, we we had we had fun it was a little story show we had fun on that segment it was a great show um and i met uh there was an episode the jazz gaming player came uh compete Shaka Brown he came and they were looking for a coach at the time um but for some reason we didn't talk about any one of us being the coach (laughs) we didn't talk about any one of us being the coach so Oh, uh, we were just talking. We just met. It was like, oh, you you cool people, you cool vibes. And and I guess the point of me even telling the story this way is, I want to say sometimes when you when you're searching for things, it, it it doesn't come in a way. When when you go out and you and you consistently search, but when you do things with good intentions and uh, a purpose behind it, and that purpose is you want like the purpose isn't only per- personal gain. Um, great opportunities fall into your lap, right? So like I said, uh Met Met Compete, um, we hit it off in just a regular way. Nothing about the job. Nothing at all. Like, you know, obviously the player, he doesn't have a he's not hiring any but nothing about it, just where life puts you and the people that you meet. Um a few months later, uh, I think I I believe I applied for the job like maybe three weeks later or two weeks later, but a few months later, um I applied, they interviewed me, they flew me out, um, got a tour, um, went to the game tour of Utah, really loved it, really loved loved, uh, being out there. It was sort of different coming from New York in a way, not sort of different, it was different, but it was a good type of different, right? It was, uh, New York is always hustle, adapting. I don't think you, I understood till I went to Utah or been to Salt Lake City that I always lived in a constant state of on edge, right? Um, And on edge doesn't necessarily mean on edge. A constant state of high alert. I've always been a constant state of high alert. Um, So it it was interesting just going out there and being in that type of environment and being out of uh, New York in a way. I've been out of New York a few times in my life. been to like Maryland, been to a few places. I've been to a lot of places actually. But every time I've ever left New York at a young age or left Brooklyn, I always felt like you guys don't have any corner stores. It's too quiet. It's too that. It's too that. I was always always that type of guy. You know what I mean? And it just so happened that this time it was like at the right stage in my life that I left for like, oh, I actually need this in my life right now. You know what I mean? So, um, that happened, and, you know, I eventually uh, became the head coach uh, after that Man,
0: no, that, I mean, it really its funny because when I look back at it, the way me and you met, uh, I was watching the show, and I seen the MPBA flash across uh, when y'all was talking about games and stuff like that. And um, I don't know why I reached out to you first because I did hit up uh, Frank later, uh, but I just wanted to see what it was about, and I'm like, I know sometimes uh, people think like, oh man, like he like he might be tripping because we using the MPBA logo and this this, and I'm like, nah, I thought the show was dope, like, right. and that made me want to get to know y'all, and right. and not knowing that we would actually like ever meet in person, and, right. and then it, that pretty much solidified everything, and and that's why I like with social media. I always use it for the, the, the greater good. I know it's a lot of it's a lot of negativity on, on social media, but that's in the world in general. But for me, I try to always just use it to connect. And mm. we went from I went from watching your content to DMing you, getting to know you, and then we met and then and we stayed in touch. And then we both received opportunities. All of us received opportunities that we were not headhunting. Like I mean, uh, we were, and the one thing I liked about First Shake was that, first of all, starting with Famous, because Famous kind of, he laid uh, the groundwork for for content that was not being created mm-hmm. uh, outside of leagues. You know, you think about us and you think about the W.R., and then you think about Famous and then you think about First Shake, and then now, you know, you have Champ uh, creating content. You have multiple different people uh, making content that didn't exist, and I always liked people who who was getting into lanes that w- that wasn't there. Like they was creating their own lanes, and that's exactly what uh, you and Frank were doing. It was humorous, uh, it w- it was informative, and it
1: was getting the information out there. So, right, right, right. I mean, like it- you said, uh, when you said we used the MPBA logo or the WR logo, every time we did those things, it was uh, suddenly put in there. Um, for the for for the growth of proam, am you, know, you understand what I mean. Like even right. if I only had two K Com games, everything I'd be like, oh, MPBA Final Four classic matchup. If that it was always suddenly played sub subly there. I don't know why that word is kicking uh, <laughs> me right now. <laughs> uh, but it, it was, was subly placed there um, for the growth of proam. You know what I mean? Um, so people would be like, oh, what's MPBA? What's WR? Even if you you know what I mean, so. So it was always there. And like I said, the intention was always about growth, not about uh placement. When I say placement, is where you're going the placement you're gonna be later on in life. It's always just about growth and where this takes you, it takes you. Right. The um
0: season three, obviously uh hit it, it caught all of us by storm with the pandemic, uh different things like that. But uh you went on and had a phenomenal run. Uh, you know finished in multiple Final Fours, finished in uh, in the semifinals of the playoffs, uh, coached a phenomenal rookie in Splash, who I had on the show, um, coach of the year. Uh, walk us through that feeling. Uh, although, you know, obviously you didn't reach the goal that most of us set out to get. I mean, but still being recognized for your efforts as the top head coach in the league. Uh,
1: how, how did that feel? Um, it felt expected, in a way. And when I say that, it's um, not the award, it, the award is a team award. I'm talking about the overall season, you know, the overall season, we came in knowing what we were capable of. Um, From basically, October, you can go back, you know, I was telling people in a way, you know, I'm gonna win this award. But I wouldn't say yes, I've spoken to existence. But winning the award isn't something that uh, was, uh, was on my goal. It was something that I knew would come, you know what I mean? Because I knew the type of players that I had. I had players that wanted to win for me. Um, and, and with that, I just automatically knew what was to come with it. Um, obviously, you know, like you said, we didn't have the ultimate goal. And, but the thing I, I want people to really understand in life, right? Yes, a championship is always the ultimate goal. We always want to be able to compete for a championship in order to win a championship, you have to take the right steps, right? And it always goes overlooked in life, the amount of steps that you have to hit, steps and goals that you have to take and hit in order to win that championship. So um, it's something that I really, really appreciate and cherish because I see it in pro athletes or to every sport event, you know, um, where people hit these steps and goals. And when you finally get there, it's all worth it, all the accumulation of everything. You know, it's, it's not just one season. So um, it, it was a successful season in terms of that. And, you know, we're going to look again to build on that last season. And when I say build on the last season, obviously you always want to compete for a championship, but you have to be able to hit the right steps to reach that, cha- that championship. You go to season two, right? Season two, uh, everyone, oh, my God, you guys drafted the wrong guy at number one. 18 years old, XYZ, XYZ. Um, Now he's whatever on top glitchy playlist, whatever. It's called growth, right? It's called taking the steps, seeing him become a young man, seeing him do XYZ uh, on and off the court. Uh, Just little things like that, that, you know, you have to appreciate in the process so that when you finally do reach the pinnacle, you can understand what it took to get there. Hey man, that that that
0: that sounds like coach of the year. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's well put. I mean, and and it's the truth. I mean, it's uh, uh, it's it's a challenge that we accept and uh, that we signed up for, and I think it, it's always great when it pays dividends. Of you, you know, I, I think people don't always understand that when we draft people to bring into our organizations, like we draft them because we want them to be there. It, and, and we want them to grow and we want them to develop. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't, but it's definitely what I liked about the way you put it is that through the progress, uh, you, people can start accepting, uh, what's to come uh, within the reward of that. So I, I think that's uh prevalent to all, to all involved. And, uh, then, you know, once again, of course, you don't heard it from me, but congrats on, on winning coach of the year and definitely, uh, I know you're going to be looking to make another outstanding run uh, in this upcoming season. Now getting into, you know, it's draft time. Uh, I ain't asking for no sauce or anything like that and in, in, in how, and in how comp does it at the Utah way, but just what are, you know, what are some of the things that you think uh, can help uh, season four prospects uh, coming into
1: this year's draft? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm the worst person to ask these things. Uh <laughs> only because I'm unorthodox I'm on the doctor in my process, you know. Uh but the main thing I look for, you know, is guys that want to be here, right? And guys that want to, again, like I said, I don't win coach of the year without people that want to win for me, that want to play for me, that want to give me their all. And I give them my all. You know. Um, so that that's mainly the 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 number one thing, Um, guys that want to be here, guys that are willing to grow. When I say grow, grow on the court and off the court. There's a lot of things um, in this league off the court that, you know, a lot of these projects – all right, this is a podcast. So, you know, we we, we can can really talk about it in a a way. Okay. Um, A lot of these guys that come into the league, 18 – I was talking to my real life friend the other day, and he's like, "I will tell him some of the things that go on this league." And he's like, "Wow, um, what you guys need to raise the age limit?" And I'm like, <laughs> "And I'm like, yeah, that's that's the surface answer, but no, not really, because raising the age limit is just gonna make people stay at home longer to achieve to try to get into this role. Um, so now instead of 18, they're 21, but they're still at home playing video games. 21 years old, uh, 18 to 21." not learning any real life skills is that we need proper training from 18 to 20. So we need proper training in the amateur scene. um, It's tough to put it all on WRN but that's why I feel like we need to partner up with them and things like that um, to provide that proper training. Cause when these people come into the league, when the kids come into the league, it's their first job ever. Right. Um, So I can say, you also got to teach them how to grow, how to be, I mean, you have to help them grow. You have to teach them how to be a young man, you know, how to, Contribute to society in positive ways, um, just little things like that, and that's why you always see me on the internet as well. People, you know, people always get on me about um, people always get on me about letting things slide from bad behavior. You know what I mean? And I, I say this all the time: I let bad behavior slide because I know bad behavior can be corrected. Um, I, I don't let it slide. I don't let it go unpunished. I just, it may seem that way, but I know that it can be corrected. It, it, it can be a conversation. It can be a one warning, two warning. When you hit three warning, it's out. You understand what I'm saying? But it can be one and two warnings beforehand. There can be a path to correctiveness. Um, so just to go back to the main topic, I know I gotta avoid this government talk, like I said. No, nah, that like, needed to be said though. Yeah. I agree with you, it
0: need to be said.
1: People that are willing to buy in and people that are willing to grow. That's all I look for. Um Everything else I feel can be taught. Um, at, Except for reaction time, of course, because you know, uh reaction time is something different. But <laughs> willingness to buy in and uh willingness to grow. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. One thing we didn't hit on is uh the, your off season. I mean, we don't I mean, technically we don't have we don't really have an off season, but you know, from you and I, like for me, I'm in New York uh during the season, then I come back to Ohio. Uh, in the off season, you know, opposite for you, you're in New York when you're at home and then you go uh, to Utah during the season. So, you know, what, it, like, I know how it is for me a lot of times because we're like opposite changes of pace. Like your in season is like my off season. Cause Ohio was super slow compared to New York and, and probably by like the same with Utah in New York. So like, what's your off season transition like once the season is
1: over? Uh it's, 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 it's actually pretty chill. I get to come home, uh, see my family. But it, to be honest, I want to say it's, it's a possibility my off-season is more work than my in season I, I want to say it's a possibility. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to say that, yes, during the season can be sometimes super, super, super hectic, but it's a possibility that either the same amount of work or it's like equal amount of work in a way. Um the offseason preparation is really, really, really meticulous. Um, it's a lot of a lot of uh, rearranging the draft board and big boards uh, throughout. A lot of three a.m. scouting. A lot of you know, I, I'm someone. I, I'm starting to grow out of it now, thankfully. But I'm someone who actually only only needed to see the game live first, and then in the morning I'll rewatch it. Now I'm okay with I can miss a little bit. And then i would just watch it fully in the morning. But I'm someone that needed to be there live. I was was kind of addicted to pro in a way, you know. Uh, I, I still am, but I, now I can get over it. I, I've convinced myself now that you know it's, it's okay to um, miss it live and watch it on the on the on the past broadcast or you know in the archive and just record it and watch it later. Um, it, you know, I'm just trying to work more efficiently. But uh, there's something about me that I just really love a live game. It, it can keep me up. <laughs> no, nah, I can feel that. I mean, I, you know, I,
0: I watched back a few games, but I really, I like to catch them live and, and, and feel the the vibes of the, of, the, of the game and the series and uh, everything like that. But uh, with everything like now with the way our structure is set up and I have no true complaints. I mean, because the more events that's going on, the more interest and the more awareness uh, that spreads about Pro-Am and then, Hopefully that kind of transfers over into the 2K League. I mean, because Pro Am is is us essentially. Um, you know, draft boards. Just wanted to get your quick thoughts. Uh, you know how the community has like a ton of reactions uh to everybody's draft boards. What's your what's your thoughts about it?
1: Um I've never paid attention to. It draft boards and draft grades and things like that um I do um save them all in a way in case I need to like rewatch and things like that like uh go back to see how, how certain draft board changes see anything but you know it, it's really all fun I guess in a way I'll tell you this right it's go golf topic a bit um I don't know all my draft grades right But if I draft for draft grades, if I draft for draft grades, um, I wouldn't be successful in this league. Uh, And I I don't leave it like that, right? Um, Right. uh, There's a lot of things that go into drafting. Um, This year, even, I'm pretty sure I'll probably get another low draft grade. Um, It's fine. It's it's okay.
0: Uh, Draft grade. Uh, I haven't
1: haven't made honors
0: myself, so (laughs) – I definitely can relate. <laughs>
1: yeah, draft grades do not win championships. Um, getting that player that falls and is the best talent, you know, it's the reason he fell. It's it's trust me. Um, you know, I've been through this. I, I know what fits for my team. Um draft grades and things like that is just all fun things to look at. You know, it's fun. I I commend them. I want them to keep doing it. But in terms of how it affects me, it doesn't really affect us at all. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Uh, That's kind of like the same way I feel about mixtapes. I think mixtapes for me, it it like brings awareness to somebody I may not know. And then now I'll check them out in a game. But I don't
1: I've never really like got
0: chills from watching a mixtape. Like, so it's kind of...
1: So I've kinda... gotten chills. I've gotten chills from watching the mixtape. Like, not chills, but excitement, right? right? But it never made me want to draft somebody. Neither has an EPK. Um, yes, I'm a big fan of the EPKs. I, I love them. I think I went over BZ's EPK in season two, if I'm not mistaken. Um. I love EPK. I always tell people to get them, but I like things that are personal to me. All right. Um, if you want me to really look at you, I look at everything, but if you really want me to look at you, like go beat Splash. He plays every night. He's a game head. You know what I mean? is a game head. Go beat him. Like, like they're always grinding. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. If, if you, if you want to beat me, go catch Freddy and, and, not afraid go catch uh compete and break in 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 team in my team like if you really want me to watch something you know and, and personalize it to me if that makes sense um i mean obviously you have a ton of options you don't have to do that i'm just saying but that's what catches my eyes my eyes is that my guys are out there playing you know sometimes you catch them on a bad night, you know, so some, some, you catch them any time. Just catch them. They, they're always in traffic. I've seen Rhea in the wreck uh, multiple times. Uh, the, everyone grind through the wreck this year. You know, he's playing fives in the wreck all year uh, in a way. You could have caught him there. You know what I mean? Just if you are serious about getting on someone's radar, you know, for me, some people might take it down, you know, catch that person playing in traffic. <laughs> it's the easy thing to do. I mean, back in the days, you know, coming up, oh, this kid's a hot kid um, from this city. He he, And this kid, another hot kid from this city. They meet up at Dykeman. They meet up at Rucker. They meet up at Gersh Park, whatever park. And they playing the park. It's just how, you know, it's how it is. Um, but, you know, I, I do click the EPK. I'm just saying, though, if you want something hand-delivered to my desk in a way, just, you know, Make it personal.
0: You you know, the funny thing about that is, like, I totally agree with you, and that's what I always tell uh, people when they reach out to me, whether I know them or whether some of them are, like, you know, maybe, like, mid-tier known, I tell them, like, you you need to be a headhunter. I know everybody make fun of the Major Bump brand, I, you know, because I I was affiliated and played with with Major Bump. But the one thing I liked about Homie was we ain't run from nobody. Like, we – like we'll play against any and everybody, blowout or not. Like, I mean, it was about accepting the challenge. And like now, you don't always see that. Like, you won't always, and, and you don't have to attack anybody to get a to get a matchup or to get a, a wager or whatever, whatever. But like, we we need to see that. Like, that's right. I'm the same way. I'm like, you can be out here smoking, but if you ain't if you're not beating, if you're not competing, let alone beating. But if you're not competing against the top tier. Draft the draft prospects or uh, the, the returning talent from
1: the two K league, it, it's hard to wake me up. Like it, right, it, it, that's what I'm saying. Wake me up, and you know it's a lot of teams. You don't have to wake me up, you know. But I'll take, <laughs> I'll, I, I'll take it. I'll take it another step even further. Right. I, I'll take it another step further. Um, when you beat my players or when you beat you know those guys from Headhunted, the way you react to beating them lets me know a lot more of you. Um, then you even beating them in a way if you go off your blood, you're two days on this high, re- high streak. Hey, I beat, I beat reading in the rack. I beat Reed in the rack. You got no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotta know how you, how to, how you carry yourself, and, and that's just something, um, that I encourage. I like, I want to see you competing, like you say, You go out, you compete, and now I'm going to see how you react. How do you react after the loss? Do you still want to get at it? Still want to join back up after the win are you yo that was amazing um yo hold that l but you 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 cool hold that l though i'm gonna see you on the flip side cool but if you keep every day the same thing over and over trying to shove it down someone's throat yeah right. i know you don't know how to win it's important to know how to win it's important to know how to lose so um like i said just go out there hey, jim from the jeweler <laughs> <laughs>
0: But no, nah, I'm with you. I mean, definitely. I it's funny. I mean, I think a lot of us uh have more in common uh, when we looking at our prospects than than we think. Of course, uh, a lot of people think. Uh, I've seen it mentioned and said that, uh, like, yeah, I do have a tight circle. We have a tight circle of uh, GMS and coaches, but they don't. I don't think everybody realizes how competitive we are. Like, we we're not sitting up all day talking about you know, 2K and, and prospects and things of that nature because you got to win for Utah. I got to win for Brooklyn. Fame got to win for Heat Check. LT got to win for the Mavs. You know, Frank got his job to do with the league. Like Nick, got to, he got to win for t Gaming. so I, I think people, Rico got to win for Celtics crossover. So I think it's like people forget, like, the competition aspect of it. And uh, alongside of that, just the professionalism as a whole. It's like we have jobs to do. And, and like I try to tell uh, my players or anybody else involved is, you know, I lose my job. I don't. I don't go back to my mom's house and my mom and dad's house in the, in my bedroom. Like I, I got bills. I got kids. So it's 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 always my responsibility uh, first and foremost, more than anything. But um, at this at this portion of the show, as uh, OG wants to know. It's rapid-fire questions. Uh, Just answer open as honestly as possible. Uh, Biggest influence? My mother. Okay. What motivates you? Myself. Okay. Favorite video game of all
1: time? RuneScape. Describe that a little bit. Ah, uh, it's just <laughs> it's a game with, uh it's it's like a game with with terrible graphics it's like <laughs> i don't know how they explain it. it was just a computer game uh okay gotcha and the kid that we played um a lot
0: favorite sports team uh
1: the jazz okay uh favorite athlete a sports team or basketball team sports team sports, sports, sports- team sorry sports team liverpool gotcha okay uh favorite athlete. Uh it's t- <laughs> Steven Gerrard, Liverpool, I guess. Uh it's tough. It's tough, man. Um, let's skip that one. Let's skip that one, man. I know it's rapid fire, but let's skip that one. It's, it's tough. You can name more than one. No, it's just tough. It's like it's like I mean, when i look at athletes is what do i clarify them? what do i you know do, do i just go with i could be like jordan he won six chips but that's not really my favorite athlete i'm looking for someone that had an impact like maybe you want to be like oh i should play the sport you know what i mean you know what uh, All right. okay Okay. okay my, favorite, my favorite athlete is uh is 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 real
0: okay. <laughs> okay uh favorite actor and actress
1: I guess just say Leonardo DiCaprio
0: and keep it pushing. Favorite actress, both.
1: Don't got one. <laughs> Celebrity crush. Nah, you know me, man. <laughs> 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 Favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time. Um, Let's go with the Harry Potter series. Let's go with the Harry Potter series. Okay. Favorite gaming console? The
0: PS3. Gotcha. three. What, what would you be doing
1: if you wasn't doing what you're doing now? Oh, that's tough. Um, so I went to school for legal studies, right? Um, uh... Did some education, uh, some teaching type stuff, nonprofit. Uh, what would I be doing if I wasn't in the 2K League right now? <laughs> something something involving working for myself. <laughs> so something something with that, I, I would assume. I would, I would assume um, I'm creative enough to do that. And maybe I'll be doing YouTube. Let me say that. I'll say YouTube. And I'll do YouTube. Okay. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? On social uh, media, uh, you can two K com games on Twitter uh, if if you really need to get in touch with me. Hey, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I uh, don't have no Instagram. <laughs> no. Nah, you know I I tell you this about social media, right? I'm in this field where you know everything you have to be on socials. You got to get your socials up. But I'm a pretty private person, you know. Um, you you know even uh getting me to come on this podcast, it was, it was kind of like, you know, like. <laughs> oh, when you gonna have the time, you know what I mean? I, I'm private. I, I try to, when I'm done with pro when I'm done with it, I try to shut off my devices, um, just, just things like that, you know? Uh, it's not easy to get in contact with me in a way. Um, I, I'm, I don't wanna say I'm easily accessible. It's not something like I'm just saying just that, I like to try to preserve my my peace in a way or my mental in a way um, I, you know, I grew up, I'm, I'm an only child, so I'm used to doing things on my own. I'm used to being in my own world, being in my own bubble. So, like I said, once, once that phone cuts down, once, uh, once that that's all done, I'm completely shut off. I'm, I don't, I don't want to be on Instagram. I don't want to be on Twitter. I don't want to be on socials, but yes, it is a part of something that I have to do because I have to grow those brands, you know, um, and I guess I've become, you know, more of, like a public figure and things like that in a way. In a way. But I am very, very I'm not introverted either. I'm just very big on protecting my privacy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, man, I you know, we boys
0: talk on the regular, uh, wish you nothing but the best. Wanna thank you for coming on and doing the show. Uh I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have felt right if I couldn't have catch you before the season, because obviously once the season starts. Uh, you know, we in a, a whole nother, uh, a whole nother zone. So uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. And maybe uh, depending on what happens, you know, it's always Brooklyn first, but if it ain't Brooklyn and it, and it was one of the crew, I'd love to, to have you back on and uh, talk about
1: your success. Definitely, man. Uh, maybe we can link up in Brooklyn and do it in person, man. Uh, that's that's my goal. You know? uh, that's kind of why I didn't want to, uh, you know, it took so long to get here. You know how I feel about doing <laughs> stuff in-person connection. You can never be the in-person connection, in-person conversation. That's just my opinion, though. <laughs> nah, exactly. without,
0: without a doubt. Without a doubt. And for, like I said, for everyone listening, uh, you can find us on uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Only If you watch on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe. Uh, remember to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, too. That helps us out a lot. Um, you can follow the OG2Cents podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You you can follow myself at OG King Kurt on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Make sure you check out my website, www.ogkingkurt.com for everything OG Two Cents podcast and myself. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to my new YouTube channel, OG King Kurt, where I'll be doing reactions, uh, different OG thoughts, and more. So uh, subscribe to that channel. Content uh, will be on the way. Uh, you can check and you know, shout out to my team, can't ever forget them. Uh, Box Graphics, Cy Evermore, and Strider Visuals for help making uh, the, the OG Two Cents podcast what it is today. Uh, you can check me out on Esports Extra every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, typically from anywhere from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, with host Larry Ridley, uh, the crew Antonio Williams, Darwin Royale, Kelly Wells Brinkley, and Extrude. Uh, Producer extraordinaire, Kevin Mamouzet. Uh, That's every Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, anywhere from 6 to 8 p.m. on twitch.tv slash compete forever. And that's uh, Facebook, Gaming, and YouTube. Uh, remember to check out next week's episode. And remember, if it makes sense, it's an OG two cents. OG out. Cool, cool. <laughs>